Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 416 of Pixels and Ink, the official podcast of CG Magazine, where we take a critical eye to gaming, comics, tech, and media. I'm your host today, Christy Hoog, and I'm joined by our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hello there, Chris. And the Dana Eileen, the one and only. The me! I don't want to be second anymore. I'm cooler than Brendan. I can, I can switch it around. Just take it from the top. I just, I just want everyone to know that I'm cooler. No. That's it. <laughs> That's Admit it. Why you're best for last? I don't know. <laughs> smooth. You're smooth, Chris. I like that. I try. I try. Full recovery. I like that. I like uh, that. How are we all doing? How are we all doing tonight? Um, it is nine twenty-six. It's past my bedtime, and uh, as we went live, I had weird coconut in my mouth. So this drink's not great, guys. Yeah. So um, I'm good. Mm. Uh... Yeah, I'm in again. Yeah, it's gonna happen. A lot. Stop drinking that that weird coffee that has coconut in it. But it's good. It it's just good. I don't want to chew my coffee. Yeah, it's just like, like, not my thing to do. I don't like anything about this. <laughs> it's like drink through like really tight lips and just keep the. I, I think I'm gonna have to. From getting but in. then I can feel them. I feel like it's seaweed. <laughs> just knocking. And, on Brendan, the door, you drink yeah. those weird dragon fruit drinks that yeah, have like great. hunks of everything in them. Yeah, I'm good with that. You mean like aloe? <laughs> uh, that wasn't what I meant, but those ones are way worse. I was thinking Starbucks. Oh yeah, those are those do have things, and I don't like when they put things in them though. Okay. Oh, the refreshers. I'm finding myself, yeah, feeling very small between you two right now. Just down here. Hello. Just sinking Sorry, to the floor. Do you want to actually do like work? what <clears> just throat> happened? Throat> well, I don't like that. Now we're like a set of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely by design. What if I sink down? <laughs> Everybody, be small. Well, this is going well. This is going well, totally. and uh, apparently we're reviewing Tim Hortons drinks now. And don't try the coconut, I mean, whatever. CG Magazine. What though? It's just coffee and glugging. I don't know. Coffee, coffee glugging magazine. Coffee glutton. Yeah, coffee. Glutton. There you go. This coffee sounded like it was going to a weird case. like coffee porn site. Yeah, thanks for just putting that on there, Chris. But it, as part of Holy the jar. Canadian. <laughs> Words have multiple meanings. <laughs> nope. Not in this brain. For most people, anyways. Not in this brain. Um, no, but as part of the Canadian media, it's probably on us to you know hold Tim Hortons to task. So I'm I'm, I'm glad we did that for once. By putting weird coconut in the coffee. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, what, it. Whatever it takes, you know, to to warm up in the in the, the cold winter seasons. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, takes us into our first topic today because uh, I'm not sure where how it is where you guys are, but uh, around here it is a repeat of that nasty winter storm we had last or before mm-hmm. Christmas there. And this one wasn't as bad, but I like we played hooky today. Mm-hmm. My son stayed home for no reason. <laughs> no reason. He was super pumped for it. And then when he woke up past school starting, he cried. And I was like, great. That's this awesome. is fine. It wasn't fine. It was weird. Don't immediately okay, regret the decision. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's totally cool. But uh, <laughs> on that note, we're playing hooky though. We thought we'd talk about some of our comfort games to get us through the uh, the winter blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Never. kind of games that uh, that you go back to, uh, you know, times like this, or just whenever you need to pick me up, or something that's not too new and overstimulating. So, what are your kind I feel of? Like you're uh, going to start a games? Uh, like a. a a Christmas song after <laughs> and a one and a two and <laughs> it just can't be baby it's cold outside we're not allowed to sing that anymore yeah, that one got weird shut up I like that, that song one. I don't even care it got weird <laughs> no, it is it's really perfectly weird. fine everybody modern sucks. context 
Talk yeah. about boards at the Morgan Wall meeting. There you go. Everybody, I'm just going to keep saying the same thing. <laughs> Here, why don't I go to my article that I'm working on called "Best Cozy Games to Curl Up with This there Winter." You there you go. That Look should help. Why don't? I wonder you? where I got the idea, guys. <laughs> um, I'll let you guys go. You guys have any like comfort games or things that you want to play, like binge play and never leave your couch or bed, depending on Ooh. what you're playing. Brendan wants to wake up, maybe. No, I'm <laughs> too, so busy playing games, I can't. Well, because there's different kinds of cozy games. There's like game that you literally want to be all like cozy on the couch and happy with or games that just make you feel at home or or games that you want to binge real hard. Those are all cozy things to me. And then there's like the cute cozy too, like 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 cafe manager. Yeah, not Calico. Sorry. I need to try that one. Cat cafe Um, manager. Yes. Do I don't recommend you go the way of Calico. Dude. No, Cat Cafe, though, I was thinking of picking it up on my Switch, actually. So I'm it's glad super I, cute. I like it. I thought you'd I actually think actually. I, want, I want to jump back on that soon. Um, but uh, yeah, mine, I don't really have like a, mine doesn't fall into the cozy genre category, but um, uh, one of mine is Terraria on the PC. Oh, that was um, a good game. Yeah, I, I, I picked it up when it like first came out and I did a bunch of like, saw a bunch of the update waves and all that stuff. And like every time I get like a new computer, it's one of the first things I boot up. And just start a new world or go into an old world where I already had everything <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of yep. set up. So that's the kind of thing I just kind of so I booted up and I'm like, oh, let's play a few minutes of this. And then like five hours right. were gone. And it's like, oh, that's that was a day. Um, cozy base building slash uh, at times really <laughs> hectic and uh, crazy when you get into some of the later boss fights. But uh, that's my cozy game there. Pretty solid one, you have one cozy game. One what about cozy. all the different kinds of cozy? There's so many cozy. Well, there's cozy nostalgic too. That's true. Nostalgic cozy. I, I mean, assuming that your nostalgia is cozy, it could go the other way. Could could, could be. Dun dun. I feel real short today, guys. I don't like this. Um, what about, what about you? you? Oh me? Yeah. Why not oh, me? Because I have too many. I was hoping you guys would say some of them, so I didn't talk for 45 minutes. Um. <laughs> So my like my go-to game right now, which I only play cozy games now because I'm not a real person anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, my go-to game right now is uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Mm. And it's janky and broken as hell. It kicks me off like three times a night at least. There's only slight screaming. I cannot talk while you're doing that constantly, Brendan. <laughs> I can see his screen right now and our faces have moved so many times. um yeah uh it's it's definitely my go-to i keep picking it back up even though it kicks me off and makes me real mad um it's 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 my baby at the moment even if i just like sit there and collect stuff for a night Mm -hmm. and then realize i've played for three nights and made zero progress um but i've got a good horde of crap um that's my um long term I think I'd still go back to uh, Stardew Valley. Um, mm. Pulse of the Lamb, I have some, I'm going to say fond memories with, like mm. it came out in 1984, but um, <laughs> that's a game that I want to put more into because it's been one of my faves. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, for me, like the binging games would have been like World of Warcraft or Elder Scrolls Online, but I just can't right now because I have humans that I can't neglect. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, there is a new game though. Uh, if you like like crafting sim type stuff and 
unique art styles. It's um, from Whitethorn Games. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's called Witchwood. Oh, yeah. Why? It's really cool. I, I tried a few games um, from Whitethorn recently. Um, that one was was good. I will go back to it. Mm-hmm. couple others I will never look at again. Um, and some that were like, okay, this is fine. Mm-hmm. This is That's fine. That's a... Let's build a zoo too. That one's pretty fun. That was that was weird. You can like crossbreed. Like I like any like you know tycoon type games. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's build a zoo lets you cause chaos, which sounds like I'm excited about, but I can't. I always go the good route. Mm-hmm. I can't make weird like abominations, and I can't incinerate my animals, and can't do it. I can be mean to people. Let me mess them up, That's but not my little my little critters. I kind of thought you would choose chaos, but. I, I know, right? But that's the same like fable and stuff. I was always good at least the first time around. Oh. And by the end, like I was starting to feel bad when I would do bad things. I mean, probably supposed to overall in games when you do bad things, I, I would say. Fable <laughs> was fun when you got really evil though. Like it messed up your appearance. It Yeah, people hated you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really <laughs> they really doubled down on that. <laughs> like like around the same time, like Kotor kind of did that, but like no one quite hit on it the way that the original fable did yeah fable like spitting on you i really loved how fable managed to capture that um weird fantasy vibe in a weird british way that in a weird british way (laughs) it's the quote of the day in a weird british way it was definitely in a there was farting there's a button to fart there was that's such a british thing i can't say that i didn't i didn't love it it was great um yeah I, i really love fable um I, that is one of the games I actually do like going back to, to be honest. I can't picture you playing Fable for the life of me. Why? <laughs> because you play not games like Fable? I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Does Fable strike you as a Brendan game, Chris? I can be evil. That's great. It's, it's hard to say. Fable is mm-hmm. kind of that first one anyways has some universal appeal. So Yeah. The sec- I played that... the second. The third got weird. Yeah. There's diminishing weird. returns for sure. <laughs> I liked them all. I don't even care. I don't even remember the difference between them. I'm just like, nope, it was fine. It was great. Shut up. And the next one's going to be a shit show, though. Nothing good is happening. Do we know anything about that? (laughs) Yeah. Anything concrete? I don't think so. But no, the last I've heard, they're they're firing people, rehiring people because people having trouble with the engine that they're forced to use. So that sounds great. Yeah, it's great business. Very concerned. Didn't someone just leave Dragon Age too? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, one of the um, narrative directors or something. Can't remember his name right now, but yeah, yeah. Well, that could hopefully that one's far enough into into development that it won't be that big of an impact. But that's mm. that's a side story. Um, Who can say? Oh, is it? I don't know what we're talking about now. It just that's sad that people leave the game. Oh, okay. I thought there was like a really sad reason he left the game. No, like, no. Uh, awkward talk. No, just time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you've spent way too much time with me. He just awkward tacoed. I did. You can also awkward alpaca if you'd like. I learned that from a hostess at Swish LA okay. when I worked there for many, many moons. That's what she used to do. Just go with it, Chris. Just run with it. That was it. hilarious. That's it. He's getting weird memes now. It's happening. Okay. That's Anywho, a, this you is can continue the talk. Well, <laughs> own it just live it live that world well another uh to, to go to like the nostalgia side of like cozy games i think one of mine is also dr mario 
I never got into the Dr. Mario series, to be honest. Never that was one it. of the ones we had on, on NES, and there was a time when my mom actually played it, and like, so I have memories of her sitting in the... <laughs> she, had, she had multiple sclerosis, That's and I remember her sitting in her, in the living room just playing the game sometimes, and... That's cool. So sometimes I still, I still throw it on, and I kind of have those throwback vibes there but uh and it's just like one of those yeah. games that's just kind of cool to once you get into the zone like things like that in tetris like you just kind of lock into it and you're like you can be focused on something else entirely and mm-hmm. playing the game right. like you kind of separate your brain or maybe that's just me but mm-hmm. yeah that was one that was one of my like university like i'm exhausted from studying or writing essays i'm just gonna zone out on this for a while and yeah. mine was uh colin call command and conqueror generals or uh, the original Unreal Tournament. You're so old. <laughs> I have no idea what either of those are. You don't? No? Not at all? With, with system? What what are we talking about? They were PC. Oh, fuck. I mean, I think Unreal Tournament came to other things eventually, but it, I played it on the PC. I played WoW yeah. on like a laptop, and that was like six years ago. Okay. So PC before that, <laughs> no bueno. Fair no. Yeah, I, I only experienced Unreal and... And Command and Conquer, for that matter, on consoles. So, but we had card PCs. So, the more you know. Any other uh, childhood or nostalgia-based ones? I mean, I also loved. um, Well, I really have gotten fan of the Two Point series, but I also loved like Theme Park and all those games back in the day as well. Yeah, I used to do like Sims and stuff growing up. Something that makes me happy. um, Don't tell EA. Uh, I had like Sims and a bunch of the um, expansions long before I worked in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my niece now, she's old enough that she wanted to play them. So I just gave her my EA account. That's fair. Like, here you go. Have a name and password. This is you now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she looks like I did when I used to play them. So it's fine. Yeah. You'll never know. Um, but yeah, so she's like taken over my account and she's playing all that stuff now. So that's kind of cool. I think Sims is not free to play. Okay. Well, Not the you have to buy the expansions yeah. and stuff. You have to so. buy the expansion, but the base game's free. Yeah. yeah. Well, there Which you go. Cool move on there. Uh, yeah, she does that. That's what I used to do. Um, I used to love like the roller to- coaster tycoon mm-hmm. games and all that kind of stuff. Um, childhood, childhood. Uh, I didn't. Most of my gaming memories are watching other people play because I was the youngest. So like. My dad playing, I think it was Super Mario Golf or whatever it was called. Right. Mario Golf. Mm-hmm. NES, maybe? I don't know. That, I'd wake up in the morning and he'd have like a chair six feet away from the TV sitting with a controller <laughs> playing <laughs> golf. Like, okay. Don't think my dad ever touched golf for real in his life, but. Well, if it works. Yeah, I'd wake up for, uh, from sc- for school and he'd be doing that. Uh, and then, like, N64. Um, my brother had all that stuff before me. And uh, when I was learning how to play, so we're seven years apart, he and I, so I wouldn't know how to do anything. So Ocarina of Time is probably the first game that I remember actually playing, playing. Mm-hmm. And I, this was way back in the day before the interwebs, and I wouldn't know how to do anything. And I still, like, I can't play Zelda without looking up how to beat everything. Just <laughs> and uh, so I'd go in and be like, how do I get past this part? How do I get this past this part? Mm-hmm. If you can't figure it out, then you can't play it. He was a dick. he's still kind of a dick but he's like the best um yeah so that was trauma and then the you can come and watch us play but if you make even a sound you're out and they would play pikmin and uh i thought it was the cutest thing in the world pikmin are cute they were adorable 
That's a very and, defensive uh, stance to take with Pikmin, though. Like, just no. I wasn't like if I if I chortled, um, I'd be out. <laughs> That's to be fair. Like, I wouldn't want my seven-year younger sibling hanging out with me, especially if I'm a teenager. But that's how that went. And, uh, I'll be uh, youngest too, so I can't, I can't, I can't speak yeah, to that see. perspective. Uh, the other one is um, GoldenEye. That's uh, that was like the only game he actually played with me mm. and didn't like torture me. But he would be odd job, so I could never shoot him. <laughs> odd job. That 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 game was so unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, it was. He did it to me all the time. For a while, he would be uh, Boris, I believe his name was. And the only reason I remember that is because he used to say it in this really awful, like probably offensive now accent. And he would chase <laughs> me around, and be like, I- "I'm not going to do the accent," being like, "I'm Boris," and he'd just come after me. So yeah. A good thing. Yeah, it was fun. Those are like my ah, oh, I grew up memories. And then Fable is the first game that took over my life, and I skipped Christmas. Like I keep telling everybody. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I was. Thanks, Joe. I was talking. Well, my I was my daughter and I were watching or playing Kirby or something the other day. Uh, Kirby's mm-hmm. uh, Dream Buffet, as we do every day. It's like a ritual every day. Um, every day before school. <laughs> um, but she like she so we're playing like a round of Kirby's Dream Buffet, and she asked like. Yeah, but like play games when I was a kid and stuff like that. I was like, I explained how Mario Brothers used to work. We're like, yeah, Mario would play until he died. And then the second player had to play as Luigi. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, it's changed so fundamentally. I didn't really realize it was happening. Like, as much as I've been celebrating like the co op play for kids with like Kirby and the Forgotten Land and, and other games mm-hmm. like that, like, yeah, no, but you don't really have that experience anymore. And it's still, it's always like synchronous play now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there definitely is a asynchronous play. Certain games do do that. Um, it's just a little less common. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to find. Yeah. Brendan, we tried to find a PlayStation game to play. We, I am not a PlayStation person, to play together the other night to test yeah. some stuff out. And, like, I'm like, I don't know. What can we play? Like, I could go on like a different system and play with you. I know how to do that in a lot of games. Yeah, it does, <laughs> they do make it harder to play on one console. For yeah. Sure. I know. Um, Again, this doesn't help us in the PlayStation case, but uh, oh god, what's it called? Escape Academy. Yeah, that was a fun game to play side by side. I enjoyed that. I played it with a stranger. That was awkward. Nice bonding experience. Him and I <laughs> with random strangers. I did. I, at, it was at Summer Game Fest. Oh yeah. So they yeah. put me next to a guy who looked like he hated everyone. I'm like, this is good. I'm bubbly and annoying, and you look like you're gonna kill me. <laughs> and uh he, it actually ended up being okay we had to like work together and stuff and i'm like i don't are you nice i have questions it's like oh, are, God, you what's cool? happening? are you cool <laughs> yeah then he like pulled out a piece of paper and it was like ah he's in it let's go <laughs> it's really bad he's like real bad. that game's a lot of fun but no like replay value like now i know what i need to do yeah side note golden yeah. eye golden eye is currently trending because it's coming or came switch, to coming to switch and xbox yeah. game pass probably in, within the next hours if not already yeah, yeah. So let's be Screw tomorrow, so. playstation sorry just that seems to be the bruh come on <laughs> well uh that actually leads us into our <laughs> our next topic, the natural segue. Speaking of the Xbox, uh, we had a Xbox Developer Direct feed this week with uh, right. some updates yeah. on the meager exclusives for uh, Xbox. Yeah, it's not looking amazing. 
<laughs> I, I only say that because Xbox, Microsoft owns like 40 studios and their lineup of games is middling. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a bad sign when you're going into a direct and they have to put out a, hey, don't get your hopes up. Like yeah. curb your expectations. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, they still talked about some pretty big things, but like we're talking exclusives and things like that. Like yeah. Elder Scrolls Online isn't. It's not Xbox exclusive. It's not though. an Xbox exclusive. It's going to be very weird if they tried making it an Xbox exclusive. I, I just went to redeem when High Isle came out. Mm -hmm. I got a code for review, but so did somebody else, and somebody else reviewed it. Mm -hmm. So I got the Xbox code, but I never redeemed it. And I went to last night, and I was super pumped about it. I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm getting back in. And sure enough, the Xbox code was a PC code. Oh, that's annoying. So, I mean, I can, like, I have a PC account, too, and I have some decent characters over there, but I want to. But the couch. Yeah, although <laughs> I have a toy for that now, so maybe. You do. Maybe. Um, yeah, Steam so that like crushed my dream last night. No games. We're working. I was a sad panda. But <laughs> yeah, the ESO announcement got me. I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm going back. And then I didn't. So I probably lost that gumption. It's time, but not. Um, yeah. yeah, so they showed off, uh, well, they announced Necrom, the new expansion for ESO, yeah. which launches in June 20th. So uh, I have to catch we'll up. We'll be talking more about that in the months to come. Mm -hmm. uh, but they had, uh, one of the biggest things probably from this was uh, was, another, was, another, was another look, my God, at uh, okay. Redfall. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I Stutter. think I'm excited about Redfall. I think it looks good, but I like what Arcane does. It's an Arcane one, right? Yeah. Arcane Austin. Yeah. Arcane joints are great. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, I want to play that. And then I realized the kind of game it was. And I was like, I probably don't want to play that. And then I was like, ah, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Yeah. Why is uh, Kevin Maybe worth Sorbo a shot. Trending? Kevin Sorbo's trending. Just it looks saying. interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it and how it plays. Um, it looks a little bit... You know the problem we had with the the latest Saints Row, Redfall kind of has similar things where they're all like modern young adults that speak modern young adult language. Oh, are you going to be confused, old man? <laughs> Do it for is the. Is that vibe. what we're is that where we're going with this though? Are we those people now? No, I no, I have no problem with you using the kids' lingo. Oh God, what did my niece say the other day? She's a preteen now, and she used a word. No cap Absolutely for real, not. for real. Oh God! I was no, like, absolutely not. Not that is when adults write young adults. Oh, we just had that problem with that '90s show. Yeah, yeah. We watched that '90s show. Oh, I saw was... I watched, we finished that too. I, I actually liked it, but yeah, it like the first couple episodes, especially like people trying to write the teenagers. But people have always been writing teenagers, so I don't know why now that I'm old, it seems wrong and like broken. <laughs> um. Because we were kids in the 90s, and we know what kids in the 90s actually sounded like. This oh, is maybe not that's that. it, yeah. It could be part of it, yeah. Plus, yeah, the writing isn't as strong, because like there was, there's a part where they actually show a scene from the 70s show in the 90s yeah. show. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this actually had more punch than the new series does, but... Yeah. It's a little watered down a bit. Yeah, not sure what happened over the last 20 years, but... Well, we can't... <laughs> it, let's just be clear here. Uh, one of the, the cast members from that show is... I don't think he's in prison, but he should be. 
And 100%. shockingly, Walter Vermeer, Wilbur Felder, I can't say his name right now. That guy, uh, he, it, like, definitely grooms children. So uh, there's like an entire song about it. Yeah, Thank you, God. Demi Lovato. I need, I need, I need about the Masterson thing, but uh, not, not about Felderama. Yeah, no, he has a history of being like when he was in his late 20s, he dated Demi Lovato, who was 17. Uh, then yeah. significantly later, he dated like a 17 year old again. So maybe don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad luck, especially considering how much he was in the show. Actually, he's probably the most I mean, he wasn't prominent. Yeah. The prominent past <laughs> member, past cast yeah, like, member. Yeah. Like, like of the returning ones aside from Kitty and Red, obviously, who are like regulars yeah, on yeah. the show. Who, by the way, uh, make me very happy. Kitty is exactly the same. This is totally off topic. Uh, yeah. No, Demi Lovato has a song called 1729. Go listen to that. Hmm. When you have time. Sounds then, horrible. Yeah. Anyway. Not the song, but you know, circumstances. Um I was yeah, surprised that was, that he was so Redfall. <laughs> yeah, Redfall. Oh, uh, sorry. I think it looks really cool, but it does have that kind of the old writing the youths writing vibe. The youths. Um <laughs> similar to the way that that new um uh Saints Row did it, where they had like these kids are, they're just up and happening. I sound like a thousand years old. It's yeah, fine. you got to stop though. Like you still look young. So stop telling people how old you are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's my only concern. It is kind of like being overly snappy and quippy that no one in real life actually is. Um, Here's my question. And this is going to sound real dumb considering I'm talking about playing this game. I can't pinpoint what kind of game this is. Like a shooter? But it's yeah. co-op, right? It's a, I think it's kind of like a story based, like Left 4 Dead type thing. That didn't answer my question. I don't shooter. play Left 4 Dead. Co op shooter. Okay, so it is co op, but can you do it alone? Like, is there like a solo campaign? Do I have to have you friends? Because I don't. It is. I don't based. have any of those. It is uh, mission based. So I think it. I don't. I'm, I'm assuming yes. See, nobody has answers for me. Well, I'm like, because right now I'm watching some gameplay here. Yes. I'm yeah, going to kill my laptop. could play it alone, but maybe they play as like bots. Something if they aren't controlled by you yeah maybe i'll uh like dragon age yeah yeah i have no idea it's confusing me but like when it first came out i thought it was like a solo thing and i was like yeah i'll do that it'll be great it was giving me like you know spooky mass effect vibes i'm like i can do that yeah. and then there were like you had to have friends and i was like mm, you lost me yeah no but like it, there is there is uh solo play in mind like they they yeah yeah. It's funny quote from, uh, from Bethesda go. saying that's a uh, huge emphasis has been the solo experience uh, in keeping with Arcane's passions. Okay. So cool that that makes me happy because that's um, it's not often I get excited about new games. So yeah, well, they're uh, definitely going to play at the multiplayer aspect, right? Like they want to mm-hmm. play at how you you and your buddies can all hop on Game Pass and just play it Have day any. one. Stop it. Hypothetically, as, speaking as someone who doesn't either, <laughs> like, yeah, I play, I, I play Destiny Two solo. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah, my life for like years. You're not getting the most of that game. <laughs> yeah, no, like I need to like find people to ESO. do a mission with me because I can't do it by myself. Literally, it's yep. so annoying. That's why I stopped playing ESO because there's like tons of dungeons and stuff, and I'm like, okay, like, I can do just the story, but then there comes a point where, ow, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, like Destiny Two is good about it for most things. Like, they'll match make you with people for most things, but like yeah. the high end dungeons and raids and stuff like that, you have to have a team. And there's even just like a like a regular ish story mission that like I, I'm hung up on because I can't 
like I need to like rally people to help me with it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I could probably clear my like I'm strong enough to beat it myself, but you need to have people in two spots simultaneously to like get through the puzzles and stuff. And it's like, yeah, so um, well, and for me, I want to be able to say like, ah, well, I don't need like top tier. I'm just playing the game to enjoy the game. Da da da. But like that sucks. Yeah, that's part of that stuff I was writing about MMOs and whatnot. Like, it sucks that I have to make friends <laughs> if I want to explain. <laughs> I don't want to explore like the best of the game. Yeah. I can't even if like you raid once a week with people or you dungeon once a week with people. You still need the gear to be able to do that. So, like, I can't just go gear myself up alone. It yeah. Makes my heart sad. Yeah. Like sometimes you just want to play your game. Like <laughs> you don't want to have to be reliant on other people and like scheduling is like a nightmare. I don't want to schedule it. I don't want to have to wear a headset. I don't want to have to, you know, like I, I just don't. I talk to you people all day, all day. <laughs> You're great. Yeah. Well, we'll have to organize like streams and stuff then. Right. Know, right? Um, one thing that wasn't shown at uh, the Xbox Developer Direct was Starfall, uh, which. At the Bethesda That's, joints. I, I'm honestly surprised they didn't show more of that. I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to do a kind of a direct directly. Wow. They're going to do some kind of direct stream for that game alone because it's such a big thing. Yeah, because they, they said it's launching after Redfall. Uh, so sometime yeah. after May 2nd when Redfall launches, assumedly November, because let's be honest, they probably need the time to finish it, <laughs> uh, knowing how Bethesda <laughs> games launch. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like it's we reached the point where it's almost like, what are you doing with this game? Like you haven't shown us much about it. It got, it was supposed to be out in November. We still haven't really seen a full blowout on it. November now, right now. Yeah. Well, sometime after Redfall. Starfield. I want to say Starfall. Starfield. Redfall and Starfield. Just making up games now. Yeah. Starfall. Beat Borp. Yeah, that was odd. I did like um, the new game from Tokyo. What is it? Do, 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 uh, Tokyo Gameworks. We're right? talking about Hi-Fi. Yes. Hi-Fi Rush. That's already yeah. out. That like is blowing up my Twitter right now. People <laughs> are already calling it like their top five of the year. It looks really cool. It looks awful to me. I mean, it doesn't look awful. It looks great, but it doesn't look like a game I would like to play. It doesn't look like so your thing, just, yeah. No. So just all of a sudden, my entire Twitter is like, "This is the best game of the year." I'm like, "Wow, I am." Out I of just, touch. For, for critics like us, it's annoying because they release a game that we want to cover, but it's already out, so it's hard to cover it. Well, we are, so yeah, that's happening. <laughs> it's just, I guess I'll try it. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, like they sent us, um, like immediately after that stream, they sent us the code. So do they? Because, yep. Okay. Um, it's uh. Tune in later to cgmangonline.com. For <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's, uh, you know, all of our, our like Canadian journalist friends are going crazy over it. There, there's one. Hi-Fi Rush is my game of the year. Calling it right now. That's not even one of my friends. That's just. I mean, I, I really, I like what um, that studio does. Like the Evil Within games are great. This is a very different direction than that so yeah. that's kind of cool <laughs> and i just like the fact that doing different things and i always like seeing studios going in different directions not just saying we're just this horror studio that does these four different things yeah i don't want the same like the same game just reskinned yeah. over and over if i want that i'll just play minecraft and put like, like layers of fear sure. all those layers of fear games <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah the um the looks of this one uh, like 
really brings back that uh, Dreamcast era vibe, like it the Jet does. Set Trekker and radio games. And I was and just going to say that very much Jet Set Radio or like Crazy Taxi, that or um, that game from uh, Insomniac that was an Xbox launch game. I got nothing. Insomniac, huh? I don't remember that one. Um, it's a good that. story. Yeah, I don't remember. That. <laughs> there will be googling to be had. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't but yeah. There's, there's also the other game coming out. I believe it's supposed to be out this year. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk that like really nails that oh, yeah. vibe to you. Like this drive. could be a good year for Dreamcast Sunset. fans. <laughs> yeah, Sunset um, Overdrive. I remember that one. Anything else really exciting? The the other one was the um, uh, Forza that existed. Yeah, I don't care about Forza. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really do think Forza does really good things with the driving sim genre. They're really at the forefront. Turn 10 does great stuff. It's just, it's releasing sometime later this year, and it's more of the same. So it's not really a new thing from Xbox. It's more of just the same thing we've kind of grown to expect from Xbox, and it's hoping for something a little bit different. But I guess that it's they kind of set expectations early on. Now, we'll keep in mind, like, I'm I'm the Xbox girl at heart, right? Like, yeah. out of the three of us here, probably me more are. than anyone. Um, definitely. <laughs> but these aren't particularly thrilling games to me. No. And I don't know if I'm necessarily, like, I guess I'm saying I'm an Xbox girl at heart, but yeah. at the same time, I don't, it's not necessarily I'm an Xbox exclusive girl. Like, I think Game Pass is crushing it with, like, day one games yeah. left and right. That Hi-Fi Rush game was on Game Pass within an hour or two of the announcement. Um, so I love that. And that's really good for someone like me too, who's not sure what games I'm going to yeah. get into, who's not sure what kind of time I have or whatever. It's nice to just be able to throw on Game Pass and see what's up. Yeah. Like you were playing a game that I can't mention last night. And I was like, well, I wonder if there's other versions of that. And I was going through Game Pass. Uh, I wanted uh, Graveyard Keeper last night. Yeah, It's not on Game Pass. It used to be. It's okay. not anymore. But uh, so I love what Xbox is doing with Game Pass. Um, but I'm finding, in terms of exclusives, it's not doing anything. I mean, I think they have a lot in the pipe. It's just do they? I mean, they say they do. I'm... Yeah, because I mean, even the the other big one was uh, Minecraft Legends, mm -hmm. which looks cool. Um, my son was watching it with me, and then they started talking and he got bored and walked away. <laughs> that looks like a lot of fun. It's a different take with the same kind of game. And like they have a, uh, I think it's a four V four and you have to like destroy each other's bases, which is like the point of Minecraft is building and breaking shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. And I think even with like a group of adults, have a couple drinks and play that game. It'll be a damn good time. Mm. That's, a, that's <laughs> a smart extension of, of the, of the IP. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be a lot of fun. But that's not Xbox. Yeah. I, I would assume if Minecraft is on every system on the planet, so will this. Well, it's so. it's listed for Nintendo Switch eventually. I'm not sure about PlayStation, actually. They might be holding it back from PlayStation because, I mean. But eventually it will. And, like, I, I can't make sense to, of it a. It should. I can't make sense of a, a direct that isn't. Exclusive? Yeah, like we were just announcing other people's games. I mean, I, we had this discussion about um, E3 yeah. yesterday, Brendan. We were talking about um, how like big companies like Microsoft and whatever have pulled out of E3 and they do like their own thing. Mm. But 
their games are still there. It's just not their exclusives. It's yeah, like, but that's all they've got right now. So I, I don't need Microsoft to be at E3 because I'll still see everything they have. Well, maybe we don't know who's going to be there, but you know what I mean? It's, it's I bumming me out. Yeah. I'm still yeah, going to play like, everything on Xbox though. So it's, it's been a real drought for exclusives person. for a long time for Xbox. Like there's just mm. nothing, something that, that you can't really get elsewhere. Right. Like even PlayStation plus with the new tiers, like the extra tier is a pretty strong competitor for the game pass. You don't have the day one stuff, but, that's not yeah, Sony's, you know isn't Sony specifically keeping things off Game Pass day one to make it so there's still those sales of early on because right now if you're on Game Pass you don't see do you mean the PlayStation Plus yeah I mean PlayStation okay. Plus yeah yeah like it's day one is not a thing uh, on PlayStation yeah. Plus and honestly like I'm big PlayStation fan I don't mind that at all like I don't need it to be on their day one uh, the only problem like, I have with um, not having the day one things things like that is game prices keep rising mm. and to have like Microsoft saying, Oh, game prices have to go up. These games have to cost like $90 Canadian now, but it'll be day one on game pass. I'm like, I don't like anything going on here. You're forcing people to there. It's there's no economic way for someone to buy like three to four games every six months and not just to subscribe to game pass. Cause the, value proposition is just not there anymore. Uh-huh. Game Pass is 20 bucks. It would cost you a year's worth of Game Pass is one game. See, but then you come into, yes, I like Game Pass because I can hop in and out of games yeah. as I please and figure out what I like and what I don't like. But they take those games away eventually. They do. So that can be a problem, especially because a lot of the games I play, if not all of them, are like long tail games yeah i don't play like i played the gunk i think that's one game that had like a story and finished and then i was done that's probably the only game i've ever played like but game that. prices do come down so buying a game day one you're looking at 90 bucks buying a game three months down the line you're looking at 20 bucks There's yeah a, a, the value proposition is so much different after that initial like month of sales mm-hmm. i mean look at what happened with cyberpunk yeah you buy that game for like ten dollars. There was a while. couple games lately, Chris, that you were saying, oh, yeah, that was like this price, and I was gonna grab it. Like, yeah, and I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, your saves and stuff will will carry over yeah, like, they if, will, you, if you play yeah, they it on Game on Pass save, and then buy yeah. the game. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of the the perfect way for me, just because I also don't have like Chris, I know you have a bunch of franchises that you are, yep, this is good, this is mine, I like it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I do, but those games are never coming back out, apparently. apparently I've got yeah. Mass Effect and Fallout and well, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Mass Effect is Fate. coming, technically. Someday. Someday. <laughs> Someday, maybe. No, like that's I, that's my I thing with the day about, one thing is. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, yeah, like those are games that were announced yeah. years before I started here. And now I'm still like, like, I didn't get any Dragon Age while I was at the Game Awards. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. You got some housey. I did get some healthy. That yeah, there is that. Yes. Yeah, but uh, that's my thing with the day one Game Pass thing is like Microsoft as a whole is trying to kill physical media. And, you know, it's having the option is great to go physical or to go digital. But, you know, I think there's more people invested in physical than Microsoft thinks. And they're they getting to a point where like you're like, wait, where you're not, like, you're not going to be able to get Xbox games brand new anymore, like unless you pre-order them through physical retailers. Uh, I mean, like, I, I like think Microsoft has said, they're cutting it off. So, 
Yeah. So in Microsoft, it is the fact they are a cloud infrastructure company as well as software and hardware company. So it makes a lot of sense for them to be like, you know what you need? More using more of the cloud infrastructure. Yay. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's where you and I differ, Chris. You like your physical media. As a woman who lives in a two-bedroom apartment with two children and a partner and gets really anxious when there's too much crap around. Like we have like nine shelves of DVDs and Blu-rays. I don't know why. I haven't seen one touch them in the six years I've lived in this apartment. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'm good, but I do have this like overwhelming fear that somehow everything that I own is going to get lost when it's digital. Yeah. Um, I know Nintendo Switch doesn't make it super easy, um, like swapping between systems and things mm. like that. Uh, with Animal Crossing especially, there's like an app involved. It's a whole thing. Um, I've actually set up... Uh, like I have my switch at home, but I have, we have a switch here at the office as well that I've got my account set up on. And there's a few games that I've been able to download seamlessly and that's cool. But yeah, no, my, my big fear is just losing everything. I mean, that's look, the at thing, right? Stadia, look at the Stadia collapse and how the fact you bought those games and still don't, when the service ends, you've got nothing. And that's kind of a fear of a lot of people that, even if you've bought the game or you've like put a lot of effort into these games, if Xbox Game Pass goes away, that's all gone. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's tough, right? Like like I, I totally see the, the thing about digital and not having a lot of space. Yeah. I'm I'm a hoarder when it comes to games. <laughs> like I've got everything in like Rubbermaid boxes and, and stuff like that. Ever since I, I, I traded away my NES and my Game Boy when I got a PlayStation to buy me like your solid and instantly regretted it when I couldn't go back you to those trauma. things anymore. You I, I, I learned a lesson. Yeah. You have trauma hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got pissed off. I couldn't play those games anymore. And I, I got ripped off in the process of it. But yeah, and just yeah. like, even like when you do buy a game on Xbox or do you do buy a digital game on any platform for that matter and you don't like it, you're kind of sunk with it too, right? Like you don't have the options of going like, oh, I, I want to trade this in or return it or whatever, or give it to a friend yeah. or you know, sell the marketplace or anything like that. You're just, you're stuck with that decision. Um, and I don't and, like the, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to add on to that. I can't help but feel like it's overall harmful to the developers and stuff to not have game sales day one. Right. Like, you know, yeah. sure. That's great for yeah. the way Xbox is developing, developing their own infrastructure, but. But I, I think long-term like, it yeah. might be able to give them more game sales because I, I don't know, name a game you're excited for. Go. Final Fantasy 16. Sure, Final Fantasy 16. Bad how many times have you told me that? Yeah, no, let's do it. That's fine. Let, we'll go with that. But how many times have you been like, "Hey, you guys should look at this game. Hey, you guys should look at this game." Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to go spend whatever amount of money to look at the game that Chris thinks I should look at, especially if I'm not into it. Right. So, yes, you're going to lose day one sales, but you might gain people down the line. Like this might help them long-term instead of just the hardcore fans picking up this game. You might have people in a month, two months that are like, Oh, I really got into this. I'm going to grab the full copy and I'm going to keep it. Right. That that's an option. And not just the people that are waiting three years and spending $8 on it. I think it might like there's games that I found that I thought were new on game pass. I cannot think of an example right now because I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, and I've been like, Oh, this is really cool. I'm like, Oh, this came out like, a while ago i am late <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it just like refreshes you've always got this it's like a little blockbuster 
Yeah, uh, yeah, and again, I still wish rental places were a thing, so I appreciate that in that regard as Me well. Me too, for this exact reason. Like, we still have a jump of video here. It's fantastic. That's amazing. Oh. Is it still the popcorn that smells kind of gross after like still at the popcorn. Popcorn's back yeah. after COVID. Yeah. Our uh, uh, our jumbo video they, is they, a they sell bags of it. Oh, like store now. That's a sad story. Or it amazing. is. It looks the same. Like it's the same shape and everything. That's real weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know where it is. No, but it still makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say, or the other extension of that is like I've got I, I was trying to talk to a friend into Final Fantasy as well, and she was playing 15 on it, um, or one of the other ones I forget which one she was playing, but anyways, they got taken off the system, so or off Game Pass, so she's like, well, I guess I'm done with that. I'm like, well, you could buy it. No, I'll, I'll wait for it to come back on Game Pass. Like he game people, but she also, you know, how, I, I'd be curious yeah, to see the actual turnover not. too. But I mean, I'm, I'm curious what kind of money they get for being on Game Pass. Like, I, how does I, that's something I've never understood. Amazing. Better than none. Though. Can't be it, right. It is, yeah, it's consistent. Like every single month, they get a, like a paycheck rather than just front loaded. But they it, those deals are struck before the game launches, so it's like similar to Spotify. Uh, different artists get a different amount of money per like mm-hmm. listen, <laughs> and those deals are struck. Be, like Taylor Swift makes more per listen than I don't know. Yeah, Spotify, the the other bastion the of great uh, payout rates. <laughs> yeah, I just again would like to point out that Brendan spends way too much time with me because he came up with Taylor Swift and the Trues. I was waiting for Ed Sheeran to come out of your mouth, but I figured he earned the same as uh, he probably yeah. would. But I just like that, like you, my music. Yeah. Do, do you listen to music that isn't mine anymore? <laughs> All the bands I listen to are metal and such, so they do none of them get no, none of them get money. Yeah. They don't. They don't get. Yeah, they got like cents on the on the stream. They don't get that T Swift money. Yeah. <laughs> um there yeah anyway, and then one last note on the yeah. exclusives too is like they kind of burned people's faith with halo infinite too like that still doesn't have the co-op campaign and the co-op campaign was so critical to what halo was before and it's killed so it. like mm. even the exclusives they have had are not necessarily pulling exclusive weight like i'm trying so. to think right now again like i'm a bad i'm I should not be our Xbox girl, I guess. Like, I genuinely can't think of like Xbox exclusives in the last couple of years. That... Is that an Xbox girl problem, or is that just an Xbox problem? Because like, well, really that's, I mean, I feel like I should right? be able to name them, and I can't. Um, yeah. But we know what I'm like with names and stuff. Yeah, yeah Halo. I've never. I mean, you, that report from the person that left Three Four Three Industries that are basically saying Microsoft has no idea what to do with these studios. Yeah, I'm looking up like Xbox exclusives, and it, the list is not. Wasn't Fable one of them? Way back. No? I mean, like even looking at the, at the lineup for this direct, they have like five games, and now they're not all exclusive, and that was their entire direct. Yeah. Whereas Sony and Nintendo can it throw been, together yeah. a 40 no, minute reel. Right. I found a list, but it immediately is not right. No. Lake, Tunic. No, these are not exclusive games. Tunic is these not exclusive. Lies. No. These are lies. It was exclusive when it first was announced. Well, give me an article from the last 30 years, please. That's the other thing, too, is that they got a lot of, like, exclusives that are coming later, like like Tunic and and things like that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's, yeah, exclusive for two months, and then it's going to be in everything else. Like Switch, where Tunic belonged, because that was made for Switch. Even if it wasn't directly made for it. Flight Simulator. Yeah, no. Sunset Overdrive. I mean, it was good. What was? Pentiment was good. Yeah. Forza. Halo. That was exclusive? I thought that was on PC. It was exclusive. That was done by Obsidian. And okay, we don't count PC anymore because Xbox and PC are in cahoots. Exactly. 
So <laughs> like when we were trying to do our best of list, I'm like, but this one's also here. We're like, we can't. Would also be exclusive. Grounded. Yeah. Uh, Psychonauts. See, okay, so those are big games. They're just not my games. Yeah. PC so is really I, sneaking up as like the mass, like, <laughs> like the literally becoming the master race with access to stuff, like with the Steam Deck now, especially. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think PC it's, really uh, is because everything's built on the PC, then kind of put it out from there because basically Xbox and um, PlayStation are both PCs in different boxes. So you can make it for a high end PC, you can make it for those systems as well. Yeah. I don't know. I know, like, I, as the Xbox person, I can tell you more PlayStation exclusives. And I don't know if that's maybe because my staff plays PlayStation more. Um, that could be part of the problem. Uh, but they're, they're bigger games. Yeah. They're, they're bigger franchises. They're bigger titles. They're bigger buzz. I think Microsoft has more money, but Sony has more franchises that people love. Yeah, which is weird because I don't play like you tried to make me play PlayStation the other day. I was like, mm, probably not going to do that, though. I have one at home and anytime it's like left on or my kid turns it on by accident, I look at it for like five minutes. I'm like, I don't know how to turn this off. I don't yeah. like this. Like, I feel like my mother touching my stuff. I'm like, this isn't OK. Like, I know I could figure I, it out. I just don't want to. Yeah, it's much more intuitive than the Xbox One's console interface. That's a mess. Just hold the button down and everything goes away. Yeah, like no, but the actual cool. navigation of the menus is, a, no, it's just. Eh, I, Chris. They're all both kind of dumb because most of them are just giant <laughs> things, a way to sell you new things. So, whatever. Yeah, that's the other thing. But like, you can like, like switch completely keeps it customize your Xbox interface. Yeah. I can choose what's there, what's not there. I can move it around. I screwed it up. So now Xbox Game Pass is like at the bottom and I got to go find it and I'm way too yeah. lazy to move it. That's a me problem, I guess. <laughs> But speaking of things, problems, I'm leading into a segue. You can do it. Wow. <laughs> we don't know what segue, but okay. Uh, <laughs> the next thing on the docket, Dana. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Me dying. There's a list. Uh, Go with the list. There is a list. Speaking there of problems, um, guess who's in the news for being awful? Batman. I mean, Batman's usually awful, but not this time. My daughter was calling Batman's Batman usually Spider-Man. like lawful, good, awful. No, he's chaotic. That makes sense. Good. Chaotic good? Oh, we yeah. have like a system for this? D and D allow me. He'll abide by the law to do bad do bad things to abide by the law. That's chaotic good. Checks out. But the answer was Blizzard. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler Not alert. This time. Yeah. Well, that's a different so. kind of awful. That's a yeah. <laughs> this is the usual uh, HR kind of awful, not the uh, money grabbing yeah. kind of awful that uh, Wizards of the Coast has been up to lately. Slash Hasbro, but um, yeah, news coming out this week about a an employee ranking system in place at Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, um, as uh, Blizzard manager Brian Birmingham resigned from the company over it and uh some details leaked out as he was on his way out not, not necessarily uh, what he wanted to happen uh jason Schreier from bloomberg uh, heard about some of the stuff and reported on it and brian wasn't exactly thrilled about that so he set the record well, I mean, straight like, it seems like it was he's like um bloomberg was uh, what is it bloomberg had some like email and they're like yep that wasn't my email but yeah that's kind of what I would say. <laughs> yeah, um, like he said, it wasn't a, an official thing. Like he didn't make an official statement on it. Yeah. He didn't approve of the the article or anything like that. Um, but essentially what he said is that like he was a manager and he was in charge of giving out like, like 
valuations for his employees and there were different you know when you're in school like excellent satisfactory mm. yeah needs improvement and um they were insisting that he knocked somebody down from whatever successful or satisfactory whatever that equivalent is to like a needs improvement type thing um because they said that that would like make people work harder and give them something to aspire to and yada 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 but in doing that not only does that just like demoralize your employees Mm -hmm. uh he said that this person specifically didn't deserve that hence the not giving them that um it affects like their shares in the company the money they make any like possible promotions in the future so like meeting quotas fucks with people's livelihoods cool that's fine (laughs) That seems real messed up to me. Lizard man. It is I had your back once what, upon a like, time. Someone went to a corporate seminar and said, you should make sure everyone strives to do this. And someone took it way too literally. Because, I just don't understand people that run businesses. Yeah. They're not humans. It doesn't help anyone to unjustifiably dock people down. It, it be honest with people. Don't say everyone's great when they're not being, when they're being horrible. But to say something, I think that, there is like there's research and there's science behind behind those things. Like, there that's all there is to it. Yeah. There are people paid lots of money to, to research these things. That doesn't make them moral. No, it doesn't. The research is, hey, this many people getting this score will help this happen. But it's not give people that don't deserve it this score yeah. and have this happen. But they're just looking at the literal numbers, not the actual. You know, humanity behind it. But also the fact that. If a studio, you've gotten rid of the bad people in your studio and only people good are left, d- making someone that is doing a good job think they're not isn't helpful to anyone. No. It's just a different form of toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> you've yeah. yeah if I think I'm it, killing but... it at work and I get this like needs improvement shit, what's that going to do? Mm. That's not going to make me work harder. If I'm doing a shitty job and I get a, I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, okay. Mm. But if I'm a good employee and I do my best every day and you tell me that's not good enough, well, you're going to get the score you gave me. But more importantly, <laughs> you're going to notice that you do more work than someone else that got a good score. It breeds distrust. It makes people hate each other. It makes people competitive or makes you give up. None of these things are good to make a team environment. And I'm one of the givey uppies. Is that bad? I get it. Mm. I'm kind of spiteful. Like, I would do less on purpose. But if you're, Gaming is a, a team. Like Building games is a team effort. If you have one member of the team that thinks they're failing at all times because you tell them they are, even if they're doing a good job, they're going to give up. They're going to leave. And you're eventually just going to be stuck with people that do suck up or do do the things Mm -hmm. that the exact thing you want them to do. And that's not necessarily good for creativity or building good products. So, yeah, it's it's kind of indicative of the changes that are going on there as well. Right. Like we've been tracking the stories of like the, the ickier things that have been going on at Activision Blizzard over the last mm. two years now, really. I'm concerned like at least. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft has been trying to poise itself as the savior of Activision Blizzard, and that was kind of how they're selling this merger. With this corporate culture that Microsoft has is very similar to the corporate culture of this problem. Like They just fired 10,000 people because their profits were kind of down, but not really. And the people they fired from weren't division necessarily that were, that were really fa- suffering. It's just 
they wanted to make sure they they shed some fat for investors and that doesn't look good for anyone and that's similar that is a very similar problem to what activision blizzard does just it's more about the investors and the money than it is about the people building these products or yep. games or experiences i have to say i as as long as i've been working i've i've always worked as part of a team like mm-hmm. obviously we're a team here at cgm um be it remote we are still a team of like 30 people mm-hmm. um i waited tables and bartended forever and anybody that's done that knows that like you are literally a friggin' family you eat sleep breathe together you spend every holiday together mm-hmm. that's it and i've been the new person and I've been the manager in all of these situations. And all I can remember from management is what I didn't want. Yeah. Um, like that's, that's what I know. And I don't know, maybe saying this, I have 30 employees listening being like, bitch, you wrong, you suck. Uh, but I like to think that it doesn't do anyone good to knock people down. No. It doesn't. And and I know what happens to me. Like I have very serious like rejection (laughs) dysphoria. (laughs) Like I shut down. I get angry. If I can't do something, I get mad. And that's not I'm just a child. That's that's just how my brain is wired. Um, So if if something's going on, like if all of a sudden Chris isn't pulling his weight for whatever reason, I'll sit down and be like, yo, what's up? Mm -hmm. You good? You not good? You need help? You not want to do this? Like, let me know what's going on. And and it's it's better to to handle things that way than to say, well, if we knock down these five out of 30 employees, then the other 25 employees are going to work harder. Mm. Keska fuck? Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. That doesn't help anyone. I don't want anyone working out of fear. I did that for a long time. We had like some crazy managers and we did our jobs so we didn't get screamed at. I had a, a sign on our wall that said, if you're caught talking and not working, you'll be terminated immediately. We're a team of 20 people. We literally have to talk and we want to yeah, like bye. each other. Yeah. yeah like, I, okay. <laughs> see ya. Now I worked there for 10 years. It was a terrible, terrible plan. But, um, you know, and, and, and I started those jobs when I was, God, my family owned a restaurant when we were eight. I started working in other restaurants when I was probably 15. Mm-hmm. So at 15 years old, that's what I met with. That's, that's the kind of job that I'm looking at. And that's the kind of management that I'm being raised by at that point. Absolutely not. Right. Setting your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. No, I. Go ahead. I was just saying it. So. Uh, no, I was just say, like, <laughs> I came up in similar environment with that when I was first sort of working as a teenager and then like through university and then beyond, like right. the management would try to be the strong hand, like the Activision Blizzard people are here. And as soon as I became a manager of any kind, I changed. I wasn't buying into that structure. Like it's just not mm-hmm. how it well, works. And you get a lot more trust that way. <laughs> you taught as well, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like that would be the difference between the teachers that just screamed at me for three hours or the teacher that sat down with me and said, okay, why, why aren't we doing well? What's going on? Like I had um, two math teachers, different years. The first year, um, Mr. Montgomery uh, sounds ancient and was, and I was failing. Like I, I never failed, but like I was doing really, really poor in math. Mm-hmm. He 
never talked to us on a personal level in any way, shape, or form. It was like it was like listening to a Charlie Brown teacher. It was just this monotonous nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I went into my next year uh, with like not great grades and came out with 80s and 90s because right. I had Mr. Mandel, who was great, who also was my curling coach briefly. But he like would sit down with me and and be a human, like talk to me like I'm a real person, not a textbook. And it completely changed how hard I worked. It changed me wanting to learn. It changed how I learned. Right. So screw people. <laughs> I'm just glad I wasn't well, the only Mr. one who struggled with math in, in, in high school because uh, I had a real love patch for that. Mm. I did, but, but uh, it wasn't me. Like I ended up being really good at math. Don't ask me now. Like give me like long division. I don't even know how to do that anymore. But I ended up with like in grade 10, 11, 12 with great grades because I had somebody that took the time to not just say, oh, you suck. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like once you get into all, into all that calculus stuff, I struggled um, like in that like grade 10 area, like applied academic, whatever. And, yeah. you know, the teacher's like, oh, he never comes to me for help. Um, eventually, my dad got me to go in for help. And then she just explained it the exact same way. And I'm going like, I'm telling you that I'm overthinking everything you're saying. And you're just saying it again. And again. Yeah. So she said it again. And I never went back help for help again. <laughs> like I ended up yeah, when I was younger going to my arming. brother. It was the same situation. I'm like, I don't process it. And he's like, oh, well, just do this, this, and this. I'm like, well, that's easier. <laughs> Fuck. Like, well, why why can't I just do this? You know? But even like with us, we teach new writers because we bring people in from schools. We have co-op students from high schools. It's Yes, I'm going to sit down and tell you everything you did wrong in this article because you're learning. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, oh, my God, you're stupid. You suck. I'm going to say, hey, here's what you did. Here's what it looks like. Here's what it should look like. And how do we get there? And we have a few writers that came to us out of schools. And I, I like to think that they don't hate my guts. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll find out later, maybe. But they've, they're completely different writers than they were a year ago. Now, maybe I shouldn't be teaching them to write, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. you don't you don't just give those students uh, a a rank to admit to manipulate some kind of arbitrary bell curve you've put right. in place. Yeah. Um, and then like to come back a little closer to the game development side of it, all of that is operating under the same environment of all this crunch talk that we've had mm-hmm. the last two years. You know, people are being overworked as it is, and then you're throwing this on top of it while having these unreasonable deadlines and, and, and stuff like that, you're just compounding the issue. Like it's amazing. Anyone's still working at blizzard um, and kind of throw some concerns on Diablo four. But wouldn't that like, again, goes back to restaurants. If everybody at the restaurant is made of fire, do I want to stay there? No. I mean, to be fair, I did. I did for 10 years at those jobs. Like one of my managers got charged with some real bad shit. Like it wasn't a good place to stay. And I stared. I stayed. So I guess that's why they are. It's just, it's their, yeah. their comfort. It's their home. It looks good to say you work for Blizzard, although maybe it doesn't now. But yeah, that's a whole, the whole reputation is just destroyed at this point. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we have some good news out of Blizzard at some point. Cause every time we talk about them, it's like, uh, they did something else again. Oh, um, am I wrong? Does Blizzard do League of Legends? No, that's no, that's Riot. Okay. No, that's Riot. Riot. Okay. For some reason, what's Overwatch is what Blizzard does, right? Yeah. Off topic, but did you guys hear what happened with League of Legends? Yeah, Who shared so. that? 
Is it one of you? I uh, I shared it actually. Yeah. No, the, okay. Yeah. The source code for League of Legends is being held ransom right now, or it's up for sale for like ten grand or something. Well, they the they did a. Hacked. I doesn't see that meant much. Ten, no, it wasn't ten grand. It was, it was 100, ten million. I counted the zeros. Ten million. Okay. Yeah, I didn't count the zeros. It was ten million, and Riot didn't pay, so it went great. Uh, <laughs> Riot didn't pay, and so the source code's up for sale. That's crazy to me. Like, I don't even really know what that means. Like, I don't know what that does for the game. I don't know. It means what that someone can buy. Can whoever buys the source code has the means to just recreate League of Legends, essentially. Now, I'm sure that's when the copyright does anybody laws and stuff do that? will start to protect it. But yeah, like people will cop any, like, copy I don't, anything. I guess. I just, I guess I don't logically understand what they get out of that and why that would be worth 10 million dollars like nobody's going to make a league of legends that can beat league of legends right maybe well, i don't think that being said i don't know what they're selling it for uh i know they that they they had the 10 million ransom for riot to pay but they sell it for yeah. a different thing people can go take it higher than that if they wanted but um even like last last summer when vampire survivors came out on pc there was suddenly like a whole rash of imitators popping up on mobile devices. So eventually the, the developers just said, well, screw it. We'll just make our own. We'll just slap our game onto mobile and cut people off, like cut their legs off here. Like, yeah. Um, so people and will imitate anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's huge now. Yeah. I don't but, know. It um, didn't make any sense to me. It's the second, at, le- at least the second game. Cause uh, project red was in a similar situation last year where they had, they had their engine stolen essentially. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I realized today, I saw somebody on Twitter post, like, I follow a bunch of people in the industry, people I don't know at all. And I'm like, I want to see what you're doing. You're doing cool stuff. And um, it was somebody posting about being a level designer for Dead Space. And clearly, like, Dead Space came, or the reviews came out today, and people are going crazy over it. Like, it's a great, great game, so I'm told. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I'm like, I have no idea what goes into building just a level of a game, just like a section, just like how many different people, like from start to finish, how they sit down and decide what's going to happen, how they sit down and decide what it's going to look like, how they just sit down and decide how they're going to make that. Like I was I, clearly overthinking today. <laughs> I was like, I need to know all of these things. And like, I have a bunch of friends that out of high school, somehow we all ended up in gaming, but none of us planned that nor do any of us talk anymore <laughs> but i have like a friend that worked at ubisoft and i'm like how did you do that you didn't like why what what did you do to do that and what did you do there i don't understand what is everybody doing i just think of grandma's boy and like people in cubicles playing video games that's all Maybe i got that's exactly it i hope so i watched um <laughs> i'm just killing time till brendan comes back now because yeah it's fine that's good um i watched <laughs> it was a Nintendo not Nintendo video game, like documentary on Netflix. And they were talking about um, before like game guides and stuff like that. You, there used to be phone numbers you could call in and get help through video games. Yeah. The like, Nintendo had a whole hotline. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing to me. My brother would have yelled I, at me so much less. <laughs> I'm just sad that I, I never actually got to use that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, hey, I always saw it no. advertised and never really thought about it. 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I sat on tax support for a minute today and had to relay instructions to somebody in another house. So like, I don't know, maybe I don't need tech support for my video game. Tech support's never a good time. <laughs> that must have been a wild job to work. You've been thinking about it. Like, what level are you on? Okay, no, what do you see? <laughs> yeah, what are um, you doing? I don't, turn to your left. No, your other left. Because like, it's not even now you can do it and mirror your screen and they can see what you're doing. And they can be like, no, do X, Y, and Z. But they have to, yeah, that blows my mind. Let's not tell Brendan what we're talking about. I'm it's a so secret. Lost. It's a mystery. It's a mystery to everyone. Anyway, um, that was my ramble for the evening. That was crazy. So, and that's all I got. Cool. <laughs> well, we've been running a bunch of our best of 2022 articles, and uh, we have a big one dropping tomorrow as we're recording this. So Friday, the uh, 27th. Uh, we are naming our game of the year after a rigorous <gasps> process. It was uh, a rigorous process wanna... this time around. Who wants? Yeah, how do you want me to go through this? Let me just take her away. Wanna, do you want a drum roll? Well, am I announcing first, or am I talking about the nominees? Should I start from the beginning? I'm drum rolling, and I don't know where to go from here. Uh, well, let's start with the process, actually, because it was process. It, it was quite an extensive process it was this year so i got to sit down and go through all of our game reviews for the year and i put all of the top scores in a nice little chart a little spreadsheet because i'm a spreadsheet person now um and we got our entire staff so 30 ish of us uh to go in and vote for their top three um so these games were like roller dome was in there tunic was in there god of war elden ring um like all kinds of games from every walk of life and we all voted for three so it wasn't just everybody voting for like their one game Elden Ring. Um, so from there we took the top four and we split those into two places uh we did a vote on twitter which didn't go well which is weird because twitter is like our top platform yeah. and like nobody gave a crap about our our awards rude they care about our xbox codes today though just in case you were wondering uh, so nobody cared about that and then we also put a uh, a vote on our front page so these top four games were um calls of the lamb horizon forbidden west god of war ragnarok and elden ring i know you're really shocked i know nobody could see that coming um what was interesting though is uh cult of the lamb actually almost came in second almost one almost <laughs> like, one yeah no, they... not came in second? what did it not come in second no it didn't uh in the end it it, it got beat out but uh yeah it it was killing it on our mm -hmm. front page we got um like several thousand votes on our on our site we got 78 votes on twitter <laughs> so <laughs> they didn't carry a lot of weight um obviously uh our our site um like just our staff, uh, Elden Ring came out victorious. Mm -hmm. Twitter, Elden Ring came out victorious. Uh, our site, though, um, like I said, for a while there, like neck and neck were Cult of the Lamb and Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where the majority of the votes were. Um, but I can go through some of the numbers. Uh, we have a lovely little article kind of giving a rundown of the games, why they matter, why they were nominated, all that jazz. Um, Calls of the Lamb, we scored in a 9 out of 10 during its review. I am in love with it and keep trying to sell it to everyone that I talk to. Um, so it brought in 7% of the votes from Twitter and CGM staff. Um, but for a while, uh, it was giving Elden Ring a run for its money. Between It was like 34 and 38%. Mm. Uh, it ended up with 29% uh, of all votes. So... 
From there, we had Horizon Forbidden West. They earned 12% of CGN writer votes, 9% of Twitter votes, and 17% of the uh, site votes. Um, so that's that's where that ended up. And then we had God of War, which scored a 9.5 on CGM. Uh, they brought in 15% of CGM writer votes, 32% of the votes from Twitter, and 15% of the votes from our site. So uh, it actually scored below God of War on the <laughs> site. Or no, above. What am I talking about? Hold on. I'm doing numbers. I had to, my laptop died, so I'm doing this on my phone now, and I'm confused. <laughs> so uh, 29% of all votes, and then uh, 17 and 15. So yeah, Cult of the Lamb did come in second. You are correct. Uh, it just dropped from like being 34 and 38. Yeah. To, yeah. And then we've got Elden Ring. Um, they definitely won our game of the year. What, did, what was the end score for that one? Uh, the end score. So it got a 9.5 uh, from Preston. Uh, it held 29% of our staff votes, 51% of the votes on Twitter, and 40% of the public votes. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So it, it crushed it. Um, I think anybody that didn't vote for Elden Ring, myself specifically, uh, isn't because I don't think it's a great game. I just didn't have the experience that everybody else did. But I can definitely appreciate that it's beautiful and it's intricate and it kicked my ass. (laughs) So there's no there's no discrepancies here with me. Um, I I talked a lot. uh, You'll read in the article tomorrow about. the Game of the Year awards it's won so far, the Game Awards awards between Elden Ring and God of War. Um, Elden Ring actually won more awards than Elden Ring, or wait, God of War won more awards than Elden Ring did this year, uh, but Elden Ring won the big ones. Yeah. So uh, I think it also beat out, if I'm not mistaken, again, it's in the article, but I can't get there right now. Um, I think it beat out The Last of Us Part 2, for number of Game of the Year awards. Um, I think uh, Last of Us Part Two had like 321 Game of the Year awards. 322, this one yeah. So far, is, yeah, it's like just beating it. Now, mind you, I don't really know what those statistics are. Like, I don't know who's included in that. It's just like Bob from down the street. Does he count? I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the maths there. But yes, uh, Elden Ring has indeed won. And for good reason. Even if I, I may have chosen something else, it's... It was like the most anticipated game for 12 years. I don't know how long, 47, 84 years. Right. And and it did well. It didn't come out and disappoint everybody. So I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. It wasn't my vote either, but uh, there's no denying that it wasn't the biggest game of the year. Uh, I think <clears throat> it was a game that made it the souls. Like I wrote in the um, article that it is Teamwork. the first game in the Souls franchise that feels meant for everyone. It might be hard. Um, <laughs> meant for a bigger audience, at least, yeah. yeah. It, it, it is accessible. There is yeah. an accessibility there. You can you can avoid the bosses and still find level up. You can just kind of experience the world. You don't need to fight the giant dragons, etc. Um, but if you do, that don't sense of... Don't go near war, the guy on the horse. Yeah, don't do that. Don't that do guy that. is strong. Do not. Don't go near anyone. Um, anyone. Yeah, just... Just frolic. Uh, but <laughs> if you do put the effort in, you can kind of that sense of reward when you finally do overcome a dragon or overcome that guy on the horse um, is there, even without the kind of the punishing, uh, like brutalness that is uh, known for the Soul series. It was is. 
funny for me is that like i get that i get the difference between like a full-blown souls game and this one and i totally agree they did make it i could get through elden ring if i had patience i don't uh so listening to you say you know people can do that and this like sense of satisfaction i would throw that controller so goddamn far (laughs) absolutely not that like how far did I, I literally walked into that guy, which is like the first thing that happens. And I went, well, fuck this. <laughs> and I moved on. Now I know to avoid him. And somebody may or may not have written some stellar guides on our site <laughs> that could help me survive. But uh, it, it is, yes, the most accessible of the Souls games in terms of who can play it. But if yeah. you're talking about accessibility, that goes to God of War. Yeah, I think it's, it's a specific kind of accessibility we're talking about. So just so we're clear there when I we think, say accessibility. Uh, Sunny Santa Monica did an outstanding job in that, just making, making sure that anyone that wanted to play the game could find a way to play it, no yep. matter what they might be suffering from or dealing with. Yep. Sony is above and beyond with that, like, and just in a way that FromSoft is not. Like, Sony as I a mean, company is committed to that, and FromSoft is always like, "This is our, this is our Souls series." Get good, different studios so. work together to make it better, and and that makes me happy. So, yeah, go well. Definitely accessible no, for a Souls game. I, like I've, yeah. I I tried uh, Dark Souls three like right before and bounced off Ooh. with a fury, but um, I've managed to get pretty far. I don't hate myself like, like that. <laughs> a chunk of the way into Elden Ring, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that's the thing. I don't have the time. I don't. If I'd gotten into Souls games before I had kids and stuff like that, when it was still early days. Hours and hours of time just to kind of figure out the patterns. They're all, think of it like DDR for fighting. No, I mean, that would be the same as, I want to say, now I'm going to, like, if anybody listens to this, I'm going to get shanked by, like, real gamers. But I would say it's the equivalent of, like, raid raid bosses more than dungeon bosses when you play, like, an MMO. Um, We would spend weeks on one boss and that's just learning the mechanics it's yeah. learning what they're going to do when they're going to do it and what you need to do when they do it and and i did that i did that competitively like yeah. we did that but i'm not that person anymore i don't i don't want to fight with my game i want to i want to have and i think that is the thing uh, elden ring or any of the dark souls series or any of the demon souls etc they are very much patterns figuring out the patterns figuring out how to deal with the thing you have like what skill set you have as a character and how to match it with those patterns that the boss will do now what i'm curious about um i guess elden ring is also an mmo it's ish it is but it isn't anyway um i know in terms of of eso or any any like big mmo Mm -hmm. um if you want to do well you need to be this class or yep. this race or this spec. Um, and there are, there are raid teams, uh, even some solo content that like, if you're not the right spec or class or race, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Yeah. If you want to join a raid team, they will be like, Hey, we're looking for a BM hunter or a affliction warlock, mm-hmm. nothing else. Um, and you have to be wearing this gear that's spec this way right. with like these, it's it's a hot mess. Mm. Now with mm-hmm. Elden Ring, I'm not saying this in terms of MMO, but are there points you're going to come to where if you decided to go this route, it's going to be way harder for you than if you... I think there are ways to make the game easier. Like if you went... like I'm that. not talking about the weird little go fight no, the dragon in the corner no, no, thing. No, no, I'm no, talking no. about like normal gameplay. Cer- certain way... Like magic is more powerful in Elden Ring than any other. Like hand-to-hand combat, you will 
more chance to die. Hand to hand is stupid in every game, even Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim, Oblivion. I'm not punching people to death. We're not. We're not <laughs> doing that. Mm. Magic is much more powerful, and there's different <clears throat> types of magic that are better. Um, if you're going to hand to hand combat, like doing swords, etc., you mm. will probably have to memorize patterns more. You're going to use the dodge more. So it really does seem. Do you want to go down the like melee route, which will be more challenging, but it does mean if you're good at dodging and you're good at like hitting those right moments, you can do a lot more damage. See, and for me in any other game that I've played again, like it sounds like I've only ever played elder scrolls. I promise yeah. I played other games, but even say mass effect, like I never wanted to go like the biotics route. I wanted, I needed a stabby stabby or a shooty shooty. Yeah. I didn't anytime I've ever been like a magic wielder. I've just got, you're in like cloth armor and you just melt. I've um, never been good at that. I want a little Vanguard. bit of both. I want to shoot Vanguard. some fire and then stab, stab, stab. Uh, Vanguard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I was never at Mass Effect. I was never the the balance. Yeah. No. Mass Effect and I went full like murder. Um, but yeah, any Elder Scrolls type games, I, I always went. Uh, I think if you go magic in um, Elder Ring, you will have an advantage because a lot of these creatures aren't as great at long range. I wonder if that'll hurt me because, like, I'm not used to it. I, I'm determined to play this game one day. Like, I own it. I own the big fancy version and all that stuff on every system, apparently, because that's <laughs> who I am as a person now. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, like, my past experience is going to hold me back. I mean, once you figure <laughs> out, like, how to use the systems to your advantage, it is it does become easier. I can't believe you're teaching me how to play a video game. This is, this is weird. This is a change in our relationship i don't know if i'm ready uh, <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know i i want to play the game i would like to stabby stabby yeah. i mean i learned through skyrim that's actually really fun to up your i don't know what golden ring has but up your sneak a lot and just like take bow and arrow to everybody in the room before if you, you can walk in dexterity in elden ring or any souls game you can do you can basically roll out of anything because you can dodge i don't want to do that i hate dodging i want to just like take it to the face and then shake and then, uh, then um <laughs> vitality or um defense type things mm, none of these sound like me i'm gonna have to figure out how to make it work can't turn elden ring into skyrim can i just not quite mm, I mean, it's pretty it's probably. as close as you're gonna get side note there's still hunks of coconut in this thing it's been hours yeah, of course there is well they wouldn't just disappear <laughs> well i figured they were like just on the top because it had like whipped cream or some shit on it but now nah, the they're everywhere down yeah they're everywhere um Oops. To come back to like the voting, I'm actually I'm a little surprised at how the public vote went. Like, call to the yeah. lamb, who could have seen that rallying, right? Like, I mean, it has a strong social following, so that could be part it of does. it. Does and it I did factor. like I shared these, but we didn't go through their socials. You know what I mean? Like, this was to go to our site. Um, so when I share our stuff, I share it to all our social mm -hmm. media, and I have to share it to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn to send people to Twitter to vote yeah. or to our front page. However, that vote was not on our front page on mobile, only on desktop. Really? Yes. Mm. Um, so sending people there, they had to go out of their way. Like not a lot of people, if you look at our traffic, are coming from desktop or yeah. comparatively anyway. So people went out of their way for this vote. It wasn't just like, hey, I tagged Cult of the Lamb on Twitter and people went and found us because they didn't vote on Twitter. They voted on our homepage. So that was pretty cool for me. And I'm wondering if it's because it was a more like uh, God of War had the caveat of being just for PlayStation. Yeah. 
Elden Ring had the caveat of being fucking hard. And I don't know, Horizon came out at the same time as Elden Ring, so everybody forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> so they all kind of had like, you know, and Cult of the Lamb came out of nowhere. Yeah. And they're social media blew up um i talk about him in the article i jared tan i believe his name is um he's been posting like here's how to make social media work for you stuff because he just blew this game up yeah it became like i'm i'm not going to say it's it's like the new stardew valley but it went from what is this game to oh shit everyone's talking about this game (laughs) and it's just fucking hilarious can i go play that after i want to go play this I'm, I'm also surprised, and maybe maybe this has something to do with that commitment you're just talking about, though. But the, I'm surprised that Horizon beat God of War on our desktop pool. Um, yeah, especially because like that got forgotten. Like it like it came out right before Elden Ring and got totally left behind. Um, now, like, in a lot of stuff I did see about it was that it's kind of middle. I mean, I think maybe it's the fact that there's a new, there's the the horizon that's going to come to PSVR and maybe people kind of, it's back in people's minds, maybe. For me, I think it's more, like I said, I overthink everything, right? So I'm like, well, why could this happen? What does this game have going for it? What does it have against it? And we talked about like, okay, Horizon God of War, they're both exclusives. So they're even there. Uh, Horizon came out the beginning of the year with Elden Ring and just, got buried the last one came out with zelda got buried (laughs) um but it's been out for almost a year now Hmm. whereas god of war just came out mm, two months now say Hmm. almost three so there's probably a lot of people that haven't played it yet Mm -hmm. whereas horizon you've had a lot longer to dive in or a lot longer to see a lot longer to to check it out so that could be part of it Maybe I don't know. Yeah, where it was placed and, on the poll. Maybe I should have made it randomized so yeah. it wasn't always in the same spot. Uh, okay, maybe. Um, but uh, let's yeah, not like air just... our we screwed up the contest. <laughs> like, let's not do that. But um, I don't know. I probably I would I would do uh, Horizon over God of War. But that's just my preference. Like I mm-hmm. I enjoy that game. That is a one one game I play on PlayStation. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, no, no, I was I was just kind of again happy to see a closer competition in the voting mm-hmm. because at our, our, I had no illusions that Elden Ring was going to lose game uh, game of the year. I think it was the writing was pretty clear right after the game came out that it was mm-hmm. going to be got a game of the year for just about everybody, and it has been. Yeah. But I just wanted to be like you know a competition at least. I wanted to have you know the other candidates having us. someone fight yeah. for it and but the fan the vote was our staff was very unanimous that uh, Elden Ring was the game yeah of the year we're now. uh spoiler alert we're trying to work on a writer's choice game of the year and Chris and I are the only two out of our entire staff that didn't vote for Elden Ring so I'm trying to figure out how to make that a not boring as shit article yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and I are the only two and we're on this podcast to talk about Elden Ring winning game of the year. great yeah. It needs more dissenting voices. <laughs> it needs a it needs its a high horse rocked a little bit. But um, not the horse. Don't talk about the horse again. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, Elden Ring won. Anyway, Woo! It won. And apparently, yeah. Hi-Fi Rush is going to be game of the year this year for everybody. So there you go. You heard it. Here. I think I might play it. It's on. Maybe maybe I'll do that after it's on. Game I'm going to download it after uh, after we're done this. Yeah, and check it out. Yeah. See what everyone's raving about. But, Tune um, in next week yeah. to see if Hi-Fi Rush is our game of the year 2023. 
On that note, though, uh, I think it's going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you'd like to read more on these topics and more, including that Game of the Year article and the Future Writer's Choice article, you can find full coverage at cgmagonline.com. Be sure to follow CG Magazine on all the socials. Just search CG Mag. You'll find us. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to podcast at cgmagonline.com. Uh, Dana, where can people find you? And find me at the Dana Island lean and trying to work out a writer's choice article this week on cg mag online mm-hmm. be fry uh, be fry 26 on everything as of my if you're watching this live down here if not uh, it'd be for 26 on literally <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> I just died <laughs> just pointing maybe we never have a clean outro we just vogue um yes and you can find me on all the socials at hookathy um and yeah That's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next week.